welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. If you haven't guessed, this is a podcast from metro.co.uk. You should know that. So stop being so bullying. I know. It's a bit like catching a train, but more going off the rails. Hey. I'm Miranda Kane. And I'm BB Lynch. And coming up, we are going to be talking to someone who knows all about creating a stir in public. My name is Miss Fox. I am a dominatrix, pro-dom, lifestyle dominatrix and financial dominatrix. BB, yeah. What is the worst thing you've ever done in public? This. What is the mo- <laughs> what is the most humiliating thing you think you've ever heard? Should I tell you? Yeah. I um. Uh, 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 oh my god! It was an Amdram panto, oh my god. and someone Say I no more. yeah, and someone I liked was in the audience, and my friend was was booing the dame, and so the dame came over and dragged me up on stage. So I had to do the can can, but I couldn't do it both legs. So I just literally just jumped up and down, lifting one leg up and down in front of someone I fancied. <laughs> How old were you? Forty. Forty eight. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like late forties. <laughs> Yeah. I've also taken it up the arse in... No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the lovely, the vivacious, the rather fantastic... BB Lynch! Fox. Oh. <laughs> Thanks! <laughs> Thanks, team! <laughs> Who's here? Who else is here? <laughs> Take two, Miss Fox. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi. Thank you Lovely for having me. Lovely to see you in the Thank flesh. You. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, wow. my so God. Exciting. We could not. We could not because I'm going to give everyone a little brief introduction. I did something, didn't I? You yes, did. You've done a thing. I did a thing. You've done a naughty thing. I did thing. a thing. You did one of the things that we, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, so people may, may recognise Miss Fox because she recently recently did a public humiliation video in the middle of Waterloo Station where you had an older gentleman tied up, (laughs) collared, chained, just the way I like them, (laughs) with a sign on him saying, on probation for Miss Fox. Yes. And you were filming it. Yes. The people in the station were filming it. I think at some point the police were filming it. (laughs) (laughs) And you were owning it. Thank you. Like, when you're watching it, I was just like, I was like, yes, queen! As our friend Madam Storm would say. say. And just absolutely, I loved it because, like, the guy was loving it. Everyone's walking past it. And everyone's, like, pretty much wanting to cheer you on. They did, actually. They did. Like, that's that's one bit I didn't manage to film is when I was standing. So, basically, I was waiting for a friend, actually, under the clock. And people just (laughs) were starting to film. Like, okay, this is turning into a thing. And before I knew it, I you know turned this way. I had to have a conversation with some officials, and I came back. And there was literally like probably about seven women around me. Oh, this is amazing! How can I get into it? Are you on Instagram? And this is like, and I even what had a, kind of age women? They were probably like in their twenties, like early twenties. Um, they ranged up until probably late thirties. I think there was most of them were in their twenties. I yeah. would say, but yeah, and just a little bit older than me. But it was fantastic. Like just, it, just the reaction was just really incredible to me and and my my slave as well. You know, he yeah. was really happy. Was yeah. he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> of course, yeah, he was. he was really happy. He was happy because he he's been a public humiliation junkie, let's say, um, yeah. for quite a few years. He used to serve another mistress before me, and. Um, 
they used to go to lots of the fetish events and everything like that together. And I didn't know that much about him. I know that some of my other slaves actually know him. Uh, I don't care about them. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's my Miss Fox show. <laughs> but they they knew about him and they knew the you know his kinks and the fetishes that he liked. And they said, oh, we've seen him out here. We've seen him out there. And I actually. That particular day, um, before I'd even reached him, he already got down on his feet to kiss my feet. He got down on his knees to kiss my feet. And so I was like, wow, okay. And I said to him... Was this? Did you meet him in the station? Yes. Well, so I knew him already. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. We'd, we'd built up a relationship by then. Okay. And um, we knew each other quite well. And um, on this particular occasion, we were actually just going to walk to Honor Clothing. Do you know where that is? So Honor's like a latex store, which is just okay. outside the station. Oh, okay. And... Um, so I said, before I'd even got there, he, he got down and I said, well, are you okay with me walking you today? So we'd done a few walks before, um, just, you know, in sort of suburban areas. By walking? <coughs> oh, one collar and leads. Yeah, okay. one collar and leads. And not like normal people. <laughs> Who are holding hands. Yes. Not holding hands or I anything. just wanted to make yes. that clear <laughs> yeah. out there. Yes. So um, I said, are you okay with me putting on the collar today? And he said... Of course, mistress, I have no choice but to obey. It's like, okay, good boy, good boy. So put it on, started walking, we walked down. And if you see in my video, actually, my eyelash was falling off. (laughs) So I had to go to the toilet. Obviously, I can't take a grown man with me in the toilet. But what do you do with a pet? You tie him to a a pole. So I tied him to the post outside the ladies' toilet. And when I came back, actually, there was two women I saw talking to him. And they were mm. like, oh, what is this? What's, what's going on? And he explained the situation. Oh, I'm serving a mistress. I'm serving a, you know, a really lovely lady. And I will do this. I will do always anything for her. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and they just walked off. And then we continued to walk. So we walked to the clock. So my friend had messaged me, I think it was that morning, saying she was coming into Waterloo. And if we she wanted to hang out, and I was like, yeah, of course I want to hang out. So I told her where I was going to be, and I was like, okay, well, I'll have to wait. Let's wait under the clock, because that's where most people, you know, hang around and wait. So I waited there, and of course it was like people start looking, because I said, get down on your knees, and there's no standing for you. And so there's one bit in the video, if you see, there's a man that looks around the side, and he's trying to read what's on the you know, the card that he's holding. And the other gentleman, actually, funny enough, in that shot, he actually came and talked to me for probably about 10 minutes. And he was like, this is really interesting. I've always wanted to do something like this. Like, um, how much, yeah, how much would this particular situation cost? And it actually, I don't get paid to do that particular, because oh. I built up a relationship with this gentleman. Yeah. That, that's just a normal, everyday sort of thing that we do. So, you know, it's, and there was nothing behind it. Or any sort of purpose. It's just, let's go for a walk. Yes, he was really, really interested, really interested. He took my number. He took some photos of us and everything like yeah. that. And before I knew it, well, people were around and started to film. And I was like, okay, okay. Again, it's turning into a bit of a show, this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just ultimately, it was just it was just such a fun experience. And it was nice to actually talk to people then and there about what it is that we do, who my slave is. My slave is very, very good because... He actually doesn't talk to anybody without permission. He's not one of these men who needs to be the centre of attention for everything. He can literally just be quiet and then ask for permission to speak. Like, can I can I say something? And and yeah. that's it. And he only spoke actually once during that whole that whole time. What did he say? He Ouch. actually so <laughs> <laughs> no, he was so happy. But like it's when we um 
So as we were leaving uh, the station, there was literally probably about seven or eight women who were like following me out of the station, including Network Rail staff as well. <laughs> and we got to, before we got to the outside, so I mean, you know, the, the concourse in Waterloo, there's the ticket office on yeah. this side. That's where I saw the priest literally leaning <laughs> up against the ticket desk with a huge smile on his face. I could see him from, you know, far away and kept making eye contact and his smile just kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was like my highlight. I love that. When we got to the outside, there was just like three um, network rail staff left. And one of them had to go back to work. And another two stayed with me outside. And she literally said to me, I tried to do this at university. I tried to do it at uni and I just didn't know where to start. I saw all these pictures and things and I really had such an interest in it. But I just, I was just completely lost. And I said to her, you need to find good influencers. So I was the same actually when I was at university. It was just quite a while ago now. Mm -hmm. But um, I actually dressed up as a dominatrix, uh, a fancy dress, like Freshers Week. It was actually like a, like a student union party. And I was actually part of, it was, supposed to be fancy dress funny enough I was the only one who turned up fancy dress and I was dressed up as a dominatrix and I had a collar and lead and I was actually putting it around people's necks and stuff and walking them around so that was years ago I was doing that and I thought that was a bit of fun but anyway the same the same girl she was literally like not quite sure what to do at that time and I just said it's really about having the positive influences and finding people who you admire and that you can respect and actually just look at what they do a lot of the time that's what how we all work right if we see somebody we admire we can aspire to be like them and you know we we can take the good the good from them can I please ask three thousand questions yes (laughs) (laughs) my little mind is blown so first of all yeah was it legal? Were you allowed to do that? Yes. You weren't going to get in trouble? No. So the reason why the police turned up is because there was a complaint made. Um, the, the two network rail staff that I was talking to, there's, I don't know if I covered this in actually in the video that I posted, but I still can't remember quite what happened because a lot of it is a bit of a blur. Mm. Um, when I turned around, there was two staff there and they said, um, there's been a complaint, you have to leave. Uh, the police has been called. And I said, well, what laws have I broken? Yeah. And they didn't actually answer that question. They just said, you have to leave. And then another, staff member came he was wearing an orange jacket and he said I don't mind people are filming I don't I really don't mind like I have no problem because obviously there's people that are interested and people and I said well that's what it is it's um, it's the matter of opinion it's your a lot of people find things offensive but you just kind of carry on with your day right you can't consent to everything you have to choose what you pay attention to and what you don't pay attention to Mm. and there was obviously a lot of people who were enjoying this view (laughs) so and, and then he left he said he had actually no problem with it and that's when I turned around and I had all these ladies asking questions and other network rail staff asking questions and filming and everything and um, so when the uh, well it was actually it was actually community support officers it wasn't even real weren't even real police <laughs> oh, she's pushing it around she's pushing <laughs> it with the roses yeah. well they they turned up but it was they were lovely they're actually like respect to, respect to the two officers that do, did turn up actually because they were really nice yeah. and um they didn't even interrupt my conversation. I was having conversations with these ladies. And one gentleman officer, he was just standing at my, my right-hand side for quite a while. And I could, I could feel somebody there, but there was so much going on in front of me. I was like, oh, I actually need to pay attention to this guy. And I said, oh, hello, how are you? you yeah. know, what seems to be the problem? 
And he said, well, actually, we're only acting on behalf of Network Rail because there's been a complaint. And I said, oh, OK, well, what complaint is that? He said, well, actually, oh, no, I, I said, what laws have I broken? They said, well, actually, there's no laws, but you are disturbing the peace of private property. <laughs> Because there was a crowd forming, and that's what, and that's the only reason why we had to basically you disperse. Were, you were the reason yeah. trains were delayed. Yeah, <laughs> I caused so trouble. The drivers are just yeah. watching. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is so extraordinary. Yeah. What's really throwing me about this? Because mm. we're going to obviously want to get into kind of. Um, you know why you do you what what yeah. you get out of it what yeah. the slave gets out mm. of it um, but I'm really intrigued that so many people yeah. when you were doing that that kind of open you, yes. were, you were the gateway drug I know and they were suddenly like yeah 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 because really yeah. that many people yeah, yeah it was incredible to me to see just how much positive reaction there was around it. But like, not just positive reaction, wanting to be, yeah. it's something they've always wanted to exactly. do. They wanted to do it. People wanting to be in your shoes yes. and people wanting to be in his shoes. Why do exactly. people want to be dominatrix? Why do, think, and why does someone want to be a slave? Yeah, I think, well, for me, it's always been something that's kind of in my DNA, I think. And I think the same with slaves as well. Every single person has their own different reason and every different story. Mine is, I grew up in a very, very strict household. I come from an Nigerian background. Um, and growing up where it was literally my way or the highway is always really difficult to, you know, to deal with. Yeah. And I was very kind of, I was in between being very shy and also trying to be extrovert at the same time. I was kind of the person who at school who was really confident. But at the same time, when I was at home, I'd be crying in my bedroom like every single day. And when I got to university, that was kind of the first time that I could really open up and actually yeah. be independent and, you know, kind of be an, an, an adult. You know, yeah. everybody just find themselves when they're at university. So I just kind of, I, I've always liked strong women. I'd always, I'd always liked it because my mother, I love her to pieces, but she was never really that strong a person. And with my dad, he was very domineering. And I kind of could see their relationship and me being, I don't want to be like yeah. that. You know, I don't want to be like that. I want men to respect me. Mm-hmm. I want to be strong. I want to, you know, feel beautiful. I want to... I want to be worshipped. Like, yeah. that's what I want. But it used to get me down because I looked like a boy until I was 15. <laughs> I did. I did. I used to have people come up to me, to my mum and dad and go, oh, three boys. I was three girls. I was one of three girls. Honestly, it was one of three girls all the time. Oh, such such handsome boys. <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was really depressing. It's depressing. to the Bee Gees, but the other way around. Oh, really? <laughs> Hansen, modern day reference. <laughs> Thank you. Not that modern. I know, I know, I know I'm Let's go with Bross at least. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't even brothers. Yeah. Well, well, two of them, Miranda. Two of them. Can we go back to your story, please? Two of them. Yeah. 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 So I think that's what, you know, what a lot of people who are dominatrices, they have some kind of experience when they're younger that, you know, they end up, whether they're always been very, very strong and it's a natural progression because when I got sort of to my, there was a period in my teenage years where I was like arm wrestling all the boys and even the teachers at school. Yeah, <laughs> I arm wrestled all the male teachers as well. And Did they didn't you win? Even, yes. Cool. And I didn't, and I didn't, none of them beat me. None of them beat me. And I was 15 at the time. Yeah. So I had this kind of like weird, let's say I was, I was confident and loud at school, but at home I was just a completely different person. Mm-hmm. So when I got my independence and I left home, those that that stronger side of me just could kind of merge and you know and grow yeah and I found that by doing this work well actually how I actually started doing yeah. dominatressing was I was in a relationship for six years and we split up and from then I was like oh I just 
just need to travel because at uni I'd always wanted to have a gap year and I never ended up doing it so at this point I was like I just want to go on holiday my partner he didn't want to travel or anything so I felt kind of stuck you know I'm kind of a free spirit um and I thought but I don't want to pay for this I'm sure there'll be some people who pay for me to go on holiday the internet it's the future let's let's do a google so I did and and there was a website where actually there are gentlemen who will pay for your travel but I was like but I don't want to sleep with any of these guys I don't want they don't deserve this they don't (laughs) but they they will literally pay for you to go traveling but um, I, I scheduled a couple of trips, but I didn't go through with them because I wasn't very fond of the gentleman. Yeah. But um, there was this one particular guy who asked me if I heard of something called financial domination. Oh yes, which is with what I'm. Yeah. yeah, which is what I'm actually <laughs> made. <laughs> yeah, who isn't going to be a fan yeah. of of this of this fetish? It actually gets it gets shamed quite a lot though, which is which is a shame. But yeah. um, hopefully, I can shed a little bit of light on it as I well. I think it just gets taken up by people who think they can do it, yes. but they don't know how to do it right. Yes, but I mean, we all start somewhere. And the yeah. difficulty with Findom is that um, Twitter is our training ground, yeah. you know, and people always judgmental on social media. So if you're learning your craft in a place where people judge you, it obviously is going to have a bad reputation. Not like if you're actually, you know, working in a dungeon and stuff, that's a private one-on-one space that you're in. And that's always going to be the difference with financial domination because oh, we're literally Findom, learning on the job. Yes, sorry, yes. Is there a sexual side to it though for you? Uh, there used to be. There used to be in the finance, so financial domination, I say, is my main thing. There used to be, when you um, do it quite regularly, you have to obviously, in anything, you need to find new kicks, new things that will excite you. So if someone's going to send a large amount of money, that is going to excite me. <laughs> it really is going to excite me. Whether it's like £3, £10, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to be very, yeah. you know, excited downstairs about that. No, <laughs> no. So you get any picture <laughs> So a cheque arrives. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of luncheon vouchers. Postal order. Just a postal order. Yeah. Green shield stamps. <laughs> and then you not only pick up your free um, kettle, you just will have a uh, Miss Fox time. <laughs> I've, I've done before, before, yeah, a wow. couple of times when I've had some very, very substantial mm. money what's temperatures. The, what's the most you've had? Um, in one month, I one month was that. quite a lot. I won't disclose it on the radio, we okay. can find it on my Twitter feed. Okay. But it was quite a oh, lot. Oh, good plug. Yeah, yeah. No, right. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Yeah, it's at uh, Miss Fox FD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite substantial. I have, I have a YouTube channel as well where I've talked about uh, previous tributes. We call them tributes. Yeah. So obviously, you know, if you're a goddess and someone gives you an offering or a tribute it's something that they don't get anything in return it's literally the offering and them accepting that you are a super amazing woman and you deserve this money yeah. and that's and that's what a lot of people don't quite understand especially with men because a lot of the time you think or people in general I will say is you give to receive yeah. rather than just giving somebody something what where is the pleasure in that but that is the pleasure for them yeah yeah i mean do you yeah but do you ever think that you should you know gift your friends and you think oh okay not you (laughs) but i do i get pleasure from giving my friends a gift and not expecting anything back because it makes them happy and it's the same for them it's the same for them but it's i think i think it's it's very it has to be i've said it before but it does have to be done right it's not just a question of like give me your money and i'll I'll do fuck all yeah like your feed is full of videos Mm -hmm. and pictures and things that make them know yes. that you're worth it yes. and I think that's what a lot of people don't yes. understand because I exactly. see a lot of people exactly. who are at university and like you said who are learning
learning. Yes. And they've just got like picked like a selfie of them yes. or something. And yeah. it's just like, give me your money, bitch. Yeah. Well, we all, like, we all, oh. we all start that way. Like even I started that way yeah. because that's what you think it is. Yeah. You know, you, you are literally looking at Twitter and saying, okay, well, that's what they're doing. And it seems to be working. So I do the same thing. Yeah. But ultimately I think people as they go down the line it's just not them it's not we're trying to be something else and actually what sells all the time is when you're natural and when yourself yeah. when you're yourself so I think that's what eventually ends up being the case is that people stop doing that and they start doing them yeah. you know and if that sells that sells if it doesn't they kind of move on to maybe another fetish or they go and do something else in their personal so life you know humiliation so. mm-hmm. is obviously different so financial, yes you know, so, so you've you've, yes. you've yeah. moved to that I do you get from like, um, the financial to yeah well I mean I do all of it I yeah. do all of it I do dungeon sessions as well so I do hotel meets and things like that so if you know p- businessmen come into the country yeah. and they want a little bit of domination Miss Fox will turn up to their room and she will tie them up. Don't you talk like that? <laughs> you're getting exci- you yeah. excited, Phoebe. Oh, I think you are. <laughs> I charge more than that. <laughs> Sam is going to have no. to have a little Sam time. <laughs> Sam needs some Sam time. <laughs> it's gone red. But it's not, but it's, but it's not, I, I just, oh, okay. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. So, yeah. You do all the domina- you do yes. the domination, everything like that. Yes. So how did it get? Let's let's yes. uh, get. How did it get from your your professional dominatrix? Yes. And you're also a lo- what we call a lifestyle dominatrix. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So um, how did that? Was that yeah. just all part of your self discovery? Yeah, it is. I think I think with a lot of people, they start off doing one thing because obviously I, mine was situational. You know, discovering financial domination because a gentleman had introduced it to me actually on this website about travelling. He asked me if I knew about it. I said no, and that's where I started and googled. But obviously, I said earlier that I'd actually dressed up as a dominatrix at university, so that was kind of where my interest was. Mm. But how I got into it was doing the financial side of things first because of the timing. And everything in my life so I think a lot of people when especially if you're on Twitter you see these other influencers and you're like oh actually that might interest me maybe I'll try that and you'll find that the clients will also come to you and also maybe ask you if you're interested too so you're like oh maybe let's experiment with that and then you just grow and grow and grow with your interest so that's what happened with me. What did you study at uni? I Psychology? Actually I did that (laughs) A-level psychology. Yeah I did. I think the psychology is so interesting yeah Yeah. because it's like I like to travel Mm -hmm. I haven't gone on a website to find out how to do it for free. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's like, where? How did your head go there? Did you ever? Did you yeah. ever ever had any moral issue with it? Never, never, ever, ever. I've always been quite a person who always wants more. I always want more all the time, all the time, all the time. And I'm like, how do I get it? How can I get it? And how can I get it now? You know, I've always been somebody like that who doesn't like waiting. So how am I going to do it? Um, and I don't, I have morals, obviously. I have morals. I'm not, I don't condone killing. I don't condone rape. I don't condone pedophilia. Like, I don't yeah. condone those things. But when it comes to doing something that has sexual connotations, I've been always a very, very sexually open person. And particularly because of the fetishes I do, I don't, I don't associate them as being overtly sexual. I don't. But to some people, obviously, that's incredibly sexual. So, for me, I find I I actually consider myself as very vanilla in you know, that term vanilla, yeah. like very plain within doing the job that I do because I don't do the extreme domination that some people do. You know, like obviously with strap on and you know fisting and all that. I don't do anything to do with bodily fluids. Let's say 
So, so that to me, yeah, no, no, my manicure is always on point. (laughs) No, so I, so I find them quite extreme, but obviously I absolutely respect and love what they do and I enjoy watching it, you know, as, as a professional to professional. But for me personally, I don't do anything sexual. I'd only do something sexual with my partner. Like if I have a boyfriend or something like that, that's where I have boundaries and lines yeah. as well. So I think if someone's going to pay for my travel, I don't have to do anything with the guy. That's cool. I'm going to walk a man in Waterloo Station. I don't do anything sexual with this guy. That's fine. You know, those are kind so of my lines. Anyone. No, that's the difference. No, yeah, exactly. Like I'm doing what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. If somebody asked me to do more than I'm comfortable with, you wouldn't be a dominatrix if you were literally doing things that you weren't comfortable with. See, so. I'm quite a people pleaser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you Imagine, is it, can a dominatrix be a people pleaser? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. because, yeah. because they're about, yeah. because they're, I couldn't do it because yeah. I'm so a bit. Anxious. Well, I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't please people. I, I, the way that people come to me is that they know that these are my fetishes. And if you want to come and play with me, you have to obey my rules and what I like. Whereas there are other dominatrices who call themselves service tops. So they will literally provide a surface, a service, and they will be the top, even though, you know, you know, we have tops and bottoms. Mm. So Explain that though for people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So a bottom is somebody who is a sub who will literally come and sub- submit himself to you and anything goes. Whereas you can have a service top who will literally sit down. What is it that you like and make sure that they're actually pleasing you? Oh, okay. yes. Whereas yeah. me, I'm like, no, you come and play. This is my playground, bitch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so is it, always women, is it always men that come to you? Yes. For me personally, I've had maybe one female submissive approach before with actually some cash, which was nice. So she was financial, which is quite rare, actually, because I don't think we're that stupid, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. So we're not. So our money is always close to our chest, you know. Yeah. Whereas guys, like, throw it How away. How does this you know? impact on your personal life? Um, it doesn't impact at all. I mean, it used to before, but that was only because I was not confident in telling people who I was. And I think people, when they're living a secret, regardless of, you know, irrespective of who they are, if you're not living your truth, that will always show. Yeah. So when I was becoming more confident and actually understanding the job that I was doing and feeling confident with it, then I could actually start telling my friends and family about it. How did that yeah. go? Oh, it went, <laughs> it was funny because they actually found Christmas out Day, before. Christmas Day, please say to the Christmas no. <laughs> Well, I, they, some of my friends had actually found out before I could tell them. I mean, no um, offence, but it is fucking obvious. <laughs> well, now it is. <laughs> now it is. You are this what gorgeous, tall, Amazonian, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to get a collar on. I know you are. At, I know you are. Play <laughs> like, hard to get. Man, it's, it's embar- I'm so sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> Jesus. Well, like, um, I don't know if you remember a few years ago when... Um, you know, all the social media platforms were sharing information. Yeah. So some people's like Twitter feeds ended up on oh, Facebook. Yeah. My Twitter feed ended up on Facebook. No. Yeah. Yeah. How so did that? How did? What? It was my so my sister's boyfriend works with my ex boyfriend, and he contacted my boyfriend at the time and said. Uh, what is that she's doing? Mm. Then he contacted my sister and my sister contacted me. Well, it's actually a friend, another friend that saw. So I was the last one to know. <laughs> so it was kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and I kind of skated the issue because it was very early on in the day and I didn't really want to talk about it because I felt uncomfortable. But um, it got to the point where it was literally becoming unavoidable. So I started to open up a little bit more about it. And with these kind of things, sometimes you have to give, obviously, people little bite-sized pieces so they can understand it so your sister <laughs> <To> my sister <laughs> 
Yeah, so um, she then started to do her own research, bless her, because I do come from quite a prudish background. They've actually admitted that they're quite prudish, my my family, and my two sisters and my mum and my dad. And um, so one of my sisters, she would literally, bless her, then start going to watch things on Channel 4 and Channel 5 late at night, say, oh, I saw this dominatrix programme and this and this. That's really nice that you're actually trying to understand what it is that I do. Yeah. And even now she'll send, like, <laughs> things in the metro, funny enough. She'll send pictures <laughs> of, like, like um, OAP dominatrices and stuff like that. She'll always send the to future. me. Yeah, she, she, I'll be like, that's what my retirement looks like. <laughs> what about... Yeah. Can I ask so you something personal? Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. In your sex life, mm-hmm. are you the same persona? Mm-hmm. Are you the same character? I kind of... I prefer to have, like, a dominant person in relationships because... I walk over them way too easily and no one want, no woman wants to be able to walk over a man so easily. And I found that in previous relationships, the men haven't been strong enough mm. and they haven't been as put together as I'd like them to be, let's yeah. say. What does yeah, that they mean? haven't. Well, they haven't really got their shit together. Like, they don't, don't look like her, is... but in male form. <laughs> well, like, no, I don't... Move your chair away, it's in... But you're... <laughs> I've never seen her like this. <laughs> literally. Well, I mean, we could, we could literally... Are you two in relationships? Yeah, with each other. No, okay. <laughs> this is actually hurting my feelings. <laughs> Where does this end? So you mm. went from the financial yes. stuff to lifestyle. Yes. Mm. Um, public humiliation is within lifestyle. Yes, yes. You've got the OAP dominatrix yeah. 80 years ahead. <laughs> what you, where do you go yeah. between where, now what's and my, What's my goals and my plans? Yeah. My goal in life, it's actually my WhatsApp status, is ultimate happiness. And so I don't really have a plan. It's just a case of being financially comfortable and happy and enjoying myself. I mean, the best thing about this is self-employment. Mm. I get to spend more time with my friends, my family, my dogs, who I love to Aww. death. You know, what and that's um, Charlie and Lily. Aww. They're such cute, like cute little like. Your, which one's your favourite? I can't say it. They don't know. Charlie. Charlie's my favourite. <laughs> they can't hear. When you get home and Lily's got a little rucksack on yeah. her back. <laughs> you know I'm she leaving. Hurt. <laughs> wow. She's like, I always knew he was my favourite. But he acts like the favourite as well. So, you know, you she... she it, yeah, I don't have to justify no, it. No. Right. <laughs> So where's your future with that, with Um, just Charlie? um, (laughs) Well, I I just, I really just, I'm somebody who lives every day, but also lives for the future. I'm very much a case of if I want to pack my bag and go on holiday for like a few weeks, I'll go and do that. Mm. You know, I kind of, I live in the moment, but also want to make sure that I'm comfortable enough. So that's why I'm, you know, dominating and doing all the things that I enjoy. And I think anybody in life, if you're doing a job that you like, it's not like you're working any you know, you're not working, you're not working a day, whatever the phrases and sayings, I'm not great at those. But, um, you know, it's it's literally that situation. So I don't really have long-term goals. It's just be happy. Yeah. Just be happy. Yeah. You're inspired. Yeah. I, I'm fucking, yeah. I want to get back to it. I would get back to it. Oh, you used to but, do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I would be so afraid of that whole social media thing. And like you yeah. were saying, like influencers now. Yeah. Other so people said was judging. Going on. What was going yeah. on? Yeah. yeah. So, but like, other, is other people judging your work? Like, yeah, they whereas it used to be, yeah, yeah, it it's, used to be quite, quite like on the quiet. It did, yeah. And now it's like you have to put yourself you out do, there. Yeah. But who's and judging everyone? Wow. Just, it's, it's funny. It's interesting, actually, because the best reaction I've got is from people in the public mm. out of all of this. Um, what we do 
also gets judgment from people within the BDSM scene, people who obviously want to be the rule keepers and the lawmakers. Yeah. Like, we do this, we do this, we don't do that, we don't do that. I call them the dommier than now. People. Yeah, they're kind of like those people. Yeah, that's um, very good. Yeah that's, yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> good work, Mariah. Right, <laughs> so, um, but then also we're women at the end of the day, and we mm. can be incredibly catty and incredibly bitchy. So you know, it's it's. I mean, I've had the same experience when I've worked in my vanilla jobs. I was a web and graphic designer for eleven years. Years. I worked in different offices and I still encountered the same women. So I'm not in any surprise. The only thing is frustrating is because now you're your own boss. You don't want to have to answer to people. You want to be able to really enjoy self-employment. Yeah. So it's, it's frustrating at the moment because... There's a situation going on where some people decided to take offence to uh, the public bitch walk, I call it, public bitch walk. And obviously... The one at Waterloo? Yes, that right. right. Public bitch walk. Public public bitch walk, I like to call them. I've done it a few times, absolutely (gasps) fine. This one, because it blew up so big, they've taken issue because of, what's the word? Jealousy. So, and it's so... It's very unfortunate that some people have that emotion because it can hold you back in so many ways, so many ways. Like if you actually look at somebody, because there are so many dominatrices that I look up to and I'm not jealous by them at all. I literally look at them and go, I want to do that too. You inspire me. I think you're amazing. I think you're fantastic. I think you're beautiful. I would love to be able to get myself up to the level that you're at. You know, and that's the difference between people who actually get out of bed, make sure that they're actually focused on their job and being the best person they can be, rather than the other person who stays in bed and just watches what everybody else is doing and gets depressed that they're not doing the same thing. You know, so it's kind of the same environment that we have sometimes in the BDSM scene but it's more to do with if you're using the term sisterhood which is so unfortunate that, sorry, it doesn't exist it doesn't exist. Um, but there are, on the same flip, so many amazing and incredible women who are so supportive. Yeah, and, so there you is know, a oh, yeah. you just but have to find the right one, again, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. The I've, I've found, yeah. Yeah, yeah, many situations where sisterhood isn't, you yes. know, is, is, is not out to play, but. Yes. Cool women and the women that are kind of you know yes. keeping it real, real deal as we exactly. call, as, as my gorgeous Anna Goodman says, they're your tribe. That's yeah. right. That's right. Absolutely. And there are so many women that I do talk to on a level. We talk to each other and we all say the same thing: we don't subscribe to the sisterhood. We don't subscribe to it. You can you subscribe we... to our sisterhood? Though? Yes. Yeah, our sisterhood. Oh. As long as there's going to be membership cards. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Laminate them. And what's the what's the initiation? <laughs> you got to do a bitch yeah, walk as well. So <laughs> you got to do. do but what, you Every single station on the Monopoly board. Oh <laughs> I've done oh. Cockfusters. Yeah. What about? Um, is that on the Monopoly board? No. I think so. Isn't no, it? it can't be. It's too cheap. <laughs> so there's nothing sexy in it for you. Yeah. I I do get my pleasure from money. Like I so say, that's my main thing. Yeah. What I enjoy about public humiliation is actually more to do with me asserting myself as a strong black person a strong black woman in a predominantly white society yeah. so is that for a me, huge part of it for you yeah it yeah. is massively so i do i you know preach black female supremacy growing up um it's it was incredibly hard to be the only black kid in school you know me and my sisters yeah. were the only ones where i grew up and you know you want to be like your white friends so actually off off um, <laughs> before we started recording i said that i had a story about a fringe so even at school <laughs> 
I cut my hair, I cut my fringe here with an afro. I cut my fringe here. So it was sticking up north. It was sticking up north because I wanted to be like my white friends. I wanted to fit in because we were never integrated. It was always a case of you're separate, you're a different colour. The way I was raised, colour was never an issue. You just kind of got on with life. It's only when I got older and I started to look back at things and I think... Jesus, like I was really tried to be, you know, segregated and I was really looked at differently. And even my middle name, I even had that taken the piss out of it, like by people because they didn't quite know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's lots of different things. What so I can't say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. My middle name. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with it, within that and doing this, I found confidence and actually acceptance of being black. Like it's really horrible to say that and but it's a feeling that I think a lot of black women have because you get bullied you get picked on you know as I say hair the way you look everything just gets really picked apart because people don't understand it and they don't accept it so doing this job has actually made me get so much more confidence and to have people say you're a beautiful black woman it's just been amazing to me and I've been able to practice black female supremacy and then say to other black women you know you can be the same person too you can be that ceo in that company if you want to you yeah. can be that boss and that's something really contentious yeah. and i don't mean to be insulting in any way yeah, sure. but i am really interested in the whole kind of psychological uh, mm-hmm. dynamic of it yeah if it was a white dominatrix yes. and a black man yes where yeah. would we stand on that that would be quite interesting i don't have i don't judge anybody's fetishes and kinks because you're not supposed to we are we are supposed to be a fully inclusive community we're supposed to be doing things that regular society isn't supposed to understand so i don't have any problem with it everybody has a reason as to why they want to submit yeah. you know so i think it probably would have got a different reaction in this country if that had been the case but interestingly enough, actually, the first public um, walk I saw on a collar and lead was actually a white man walking a white woman in Canary Wharf. And this was like four years ago. But I think definitely r- racial dynamic has a lot to play a part in it, especially because of the reaction that I got. Yeah. It was a lot of black women saying reparations. Obviously, you know, during slavery times, you know, the, the black slaves had to pay their reparations to their white masters any money and you know punishments and things like that so now people are saying go get your reparations sis ah. so it's been really really uh, yeah element of it yes exactly the rest for me. It, yeah. it actually yeah. does and that's part and that's actually a main part of my slave and ice dynamic he actually does believe that he comes from a long line of slave owners um yeah oh, so he has quite a lot of guilt regarding that and that's why he's only ever served black dominatrices he's always been like i need to do my part and the most of the men who actually call me up, they do have white man's guilt where they're like black women have been treated so unfairly throughout history. And actually, you can Google this yourself and it's it's hard to talk about because I just saw this the other day where I literally put in racial hierarchy and the bottom is the black female. Every single every single chart that you see, yeah. you see the black female or the black man is always at the bottom always at the bottom and it's so upsetting to me because I'm like we need to change history like we need to change it now and not that what I did was supposed to be any kind of political statement or anything but that's what's actually translated to people which makes me happy because they see it like yes the black female can do that she can be in charge and she can be respected for being in charge and there is a white man with me who also appreciates the power of the black female so for me and both of us it was an incredibly emotional experience and and, you know people obviously won't see that from a picture and a video that they see on the internet but that's actually you know part of the 
yeah, history. Here, here, I think that's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, yes. thank you so, so much. much. And if uh, Miranda calls you, I apologise. <laughs> If I just stand outside your door, stand outside your door. That's okay. Listen. That's okay. I'll give her a Kit Kat. Two fingers. Four fingers. Four, Four. fingers. Yeah. Thank you so much, That's Miss right. Walk. Thank you for having me. So much to our guest, Miss Fox, and you can contact her on www.missfox.co.uk. And of course, all her stuff will be on Twitter. Just, just look for public humiliation in Waterloo, <laughs> which is something I do regularly. <laughs> regularly, it was um, that was so interesting, and it kind of went in different tangents. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, it definitely went like a, way more interesting. Like, I was fascinated anyway. Ever since I saw the video, I was like, we have to get yeah. her on the show. And then talking about her experiences and coming out to her friends and family but then her talking about like how it's a race thing but it's empowering and everything like can absolutely see that in her and how she's come out this glorious woman it's super interesting isn't it she wants to tell everyone about it which I think is absolutely fantastic and the video itself if you haven't seen it please do yeah I loved it what I love less yeah you coming on to her Honestly, Miranda. I haven't yet finished. <laughs> My name is BB Lynch. <laughs> and I'm Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham for Metro.co.uk. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Looking at you, Miss Fox, on Good Sex, Bad Sex with a triple X at the end. Also, if you've got any sexy question or query or anything you want to talk to us about, my hair, for instance, a lot of people ask about my hair. Um, get in touch at info at sexpod.co.uk. <laughs> and in the meantime, we will see you next week. <laughs> 